0: welcome to another episode of monday funday podcast i'm your host ahmed al-qadri and if you could speak arabic ahmed al-qadri hey welcome back i miss you guys well I'm well, uh, me welcome back dude uh these past few episodes you guys were watching like banked episodes um but now it is july 25th i just got back to la and i'm here for two weeks until i go to europe august 8th um Man, I'm glad we're doing a solo episode so I could just catch up with you guys, tell you all about my month-long tour. And before we begin, let's start off with a quote. We're gonna start off with a quote that we've uh, that we've been sharing on the beginning of the podcast, and this one really stuck out to me that I want to share with everyone, and it is by my favorite comedian, Bill Burr. And it's, a, it's about, uh, it's on the topic of staying relevant. But Bill Burr says, stand-up comedy is this thing you get to do. So you have to treat it with respect. You can't just be like, I I got my hour down. People are coming to see me now. Now I'm going to lean on the mic stand. No, you got to work even harder. You got to top what you already did because they'll find someone else. Very true. I mean, this one resonate. Resonated with me a lot, um, especially with this tour. This tour has just been a combination of working on this hour. Uh, my hour has gotten really strong. Uh, last Sunday in Dallas was probably like the best, one of the best shows we've had or, or I've had so far because like the material was great. The crowd was hot and it was just like the perfect crowd too. Cause it was like, it was a, it was my fan base. But it was like my, it was like my fan base, you know, young people, my age, you know, ranging from like, you know, 22 to 32. Um, and even the friends who showed up, the group of friends who showed up were the ones who related, were ones who related to everything I was talking about. Uh, especially like uh, now in my hour, and I'm going to talk about this too, but like uh, before my tour, I went to Electric Forest. And, uh while I was on electric at electric forest, my phone got stolen while I was on Molly and it turned into this like and then' be I turned I turn it into this like 10 minute long story um and now it's part of my hour and it hits so well like there is no better feeling than writing a new joke or a new bit and then it it starts working immediately and then it's getting stronger ah orgasmic <laughs> it's up there with blowjobs <laughs> it's up there with blowjobs it really is like you're like man i thought of this and 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 i oh my god like don't you love it when you find like when you feel like you leveled up as a stand-up comedian mm-hmm. like that's what happened to me over the tour in so many ways from uh like as a, I was always like not insecure but like conscious of me not being as good as a storyteller as other comedians and i kind of like find a hack a way for me to become a better storyteller where i know i'm a good joke writer so i just wrote chronological jokes so i took all the events of what happened and i was like let me just write as many jokes as i can and i just threw in a joke um like as the story like of me getting stolen uh, my mom like you know what i mean like getting your phone stolen, taking your Molly, and then I just wrote a joke of like everything that happened. And I went from there. And it's cool because, you know, I've always been strong of, like basically my comedy, if you've seen me live, is basically explaining Arab culture or Muslim religion to non-Muslims and non-Arabs to where everyone could understand. Surprisingly, I have a lot of, what I've learned doing the road, I have a lot of Hispanic fans. A lot of, Latino fans cause they, they, they relate to Arab culture very well. Um, and, and then like this bit that I am doing, I'm basically explaining rave culture. So I'm working that same muscle, but with rave culture and I'm doing it like, it's feeling it's like coming along very well. And I'm very proud of, especially on Sunday night. It was like, it was fans like my fan base who were young, you know go to music festivals but also like understand arab culture or like or been around it uh or just like comedy in general and it went so well especially like my friends who i you know my arab muslim friends who like went to the same school i did and they go to raves like there is a couple people who were there at the shows and it like they were the ones that like were dying the most on that hour and uh, at my set and it felt really good um and also like people who have no idea what the fuck like who, not no idea what the fuck i'm talking about but who even though like they're not arab they're not muslim they go they don't go to race but they do appreciate comedy do understand what i was saying so that was like like i felt like that achievement unlocked, like on xbox you're like congrats you
1: got the new skin
0: yeah new skin
1: stand up now you're a leather jacket comic yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> dude honestly dude, i probably up, should
1: two more good sets you can fuck the stool
0: That (laughs) I can't wait, bro. But it has to be in front of black rooms. Oh yeah, it's got to be like, like let me tell y'all something. Bitches ain't shit, bro. One time this black comic, his first three minutes of his age just go, shit, bitches ain't shit. (laughs) Like he just got up, he just had a breakup. He's just like, I'm telling y'all, women ain't shit. (laughs) (laughs) That's all he kept saying. (laughs) It was so funny. Huh? Was it DeHerm? No, it was not DeHerm. <laughs> it was some. It was like an older black je- a comedian. He was just like he. He's like in and out. Who sometimes kind I like see him on fourth wall. Gentleman, gentleman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes but
1: you have to say that about an old black guy. You can't just be like, yeah, it was just some old black dude. It was <laughs> an older black gentleman.
0: Yeah, older black, oh, older black gentleman. Yeah. And um, another th- like I guess, like new skin or new achievement is like fucking hecklers, dude. I, it's so weird. Like I'm at. Uh, like it's kind of like what bilber was saying is like i have my hour and i'm performing in front of people uh, that are fans of me and i know exactly what he's talking about because i have some friends or just comedians but peers who like they do the road and they only like when they're performing they're they're performing to like 80 90 percent of their fans who love them and came to see them right while me it's like it's a home field advantage oh yeah well for me it's like well Austin was different. Austin was, like, some... Was, like... I want to say Austin was, like... (laughs) Austin was, like, 50-50, I'd say. And then Dallas was... No, I'd say Austin-Dallas was 50-50. New York, similar to that. And then Philly. Philly was, like, mainly, like, not... I want to say, like, only, like... 30, 40 people who knew me. Well, it was like Sammy Obeyed and Ahmed show. Mm. So you do have a lot of brown people who just wanted to just come support, which is shout out to all the brown people that want to come out to comedy shows. just They just see Sammy and Ahmed or they just see brown names and they're like, fuck yeah, we're going to hear the support. Um, were you
1: with Sammy all week?
0: No, so no, sa- no, it was just... No, Sammy O'Bain and I we just did Philly together, but we are doing Euro Europe the European tour together. So we're doing London, Copenhagen, and Amsterdam. Um, dope, dope, dope. Uh same as Philly. Like Philly <sighs> Dude, I've been having like I have the weirdest hecklers. Look, Philly was your classic like drunk woman, but she was okay, dude. I got some tea for y'all. God damn, I got some tea. <laughs> yeah. So I'm doing so I'm doing my set in Philly and there was this drunk couple on the left side they kept talking like i'm talking about the whole time they were talking from my my hostess set oh mary romeo they were talking oh, nice in front of, yeah I, I had her open she was she crushed it and then i had this guy his name is zach lord he was doing a guest spot he they were talking during his set i'm doing my set first time i go hey be quiet you know make some jokes all right, come on. We could all hear you. All right, chill. And then, um, again, they're talking again. The security is coming up. Please shut up. And I'm like, all right. I go back to them. I'm like, all right. There's Rob. Rob is like, his name is Rob. And the girl, I forgot her name was. But I was like, all right, Rob. Are you talking again? Did you have a long day at work? Is that why you, you're you drunk? And then I was like, what do you do for work, Rob? He goes, oh, I'm a developer, and I'm like, oh, he's unemployed. People are laughing, <laughs> just addressing the situation, and then like, and then that's when his her girlfriend, his girlfriend was just like, uh, he is a, a developer for Peloton, okay? I was like, congrats, and then he's like, he makes more money than you, and I was just like, I like how that, how you think that's a berm. Everyone makes more money than me. I ended up clipping it up, posting it on Instagram, um, and TikTok. And then... Um,
1: That's the dumbest white girl thing to say, to brag about, too. Peloton?
0: Yeah. And also, it wasn't a white girl. It was a brown girl. Oh, no, never mind. <laughs> yeah, I know. Hey, I no, say, no, no. I, re- I retract my statement. No, no, no. She was half Palestinian, half Pakistani. 100% crazy. Let's say... Hey, we'll, we'll blame the whitewash. She is whitewashed. <laughs> uh, but, like... Dude, okay. This is, this is the drama. I finished my set... And, and security is like, you need to stop. One more time, you're like, you're done. You know, I, I addressed the situation. I, you know, I sh- I pretty much shut them up when I said, everyone makes more money than me. And I'm like making jokes about them. I was like, okay, guys, but for real, let me do my set, finish my set. And then, um, I tell sammy and sammy was just like i sammy's like yeah i know that there are people on the left they're talking and then as soon as i got out of the green room the security was like hey man this is i've i've warned them three times one more and i'm gonna kick him out and literally within like the first few minutes of sammy's set he ended up kicking them out but i go outside to like set up my merch table and this guy um i don't want to say his name but, <laughs> but he's my boy now <laughs> he and i are friends but he comes out and he was just like, yo, um, dude, great set. You fucking crushed it. I was like, thanks, man. But when he dabbed me up, the first thing I said was, do I know you? Because I assume like he just had that, you know, when you meet a brown guy or just like a guy from your community and you're just like, I think I know him. Maybe our parents know each other or something. But I, the first thing I said, I go, do I know you? He goes, no, we're just I'm just brown. I was like, oh, OK, but he's super cool. And he was just like, hey, sorry about the that drum." couple that girl is my ex-girlfriend she saw that i was at the show and and she's trying to flex with her uh with her ex-boyfriend that's why they're drinking they're super drunk right now i was like oh that's weird and he goes yeah and she keeps texting me the whole time and he shows me he shows me his phone and it's that girl that they end up kicking out before they kick them out and it's just like where are you what's going on blah 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 let's hang come talk to me Da da da. What just like psycho. all these crazy things, right? Apparently, <laughs> this is the craziest part. So the new friend he goes to the bathroom, right? the the couple The couple gets kicked out. Drunk girl comes, goes to the bathroom. She sees that she noticed that went into the bathroom because he was trying to hide from her. She follows him to the bathroom. I just said his name, didn't I? Yeah. We'll bleep it out. And let's bleep it out. <laughs> she, she follows him to the bathroom and she goes, oh, my God, blank, is that you? <laughs> she follows him to the men's bathroom and she opened her opening line was, oh, my God, blank, is that you? <laughs> He's trying to pee. Another random white dude is in the bathroom and goes, yo, yo, listen, I don't want any part of this. Just let me leave and y'all deal with this. And he's just like, the guy is just like, you fucking psycho. And then he's telling me this story. I was like, God damn, this girl is really crazy. He's like, yeah, man, I broke up with her two years ago. I actually have a restraining order on her.
1: Oh, you should have got her arrested.
0: And he was just like, I was like, how long? He was like, about a year or so. I don't know if it's still going or for or it's or maybe she knew. She was like, I could finally see him now. Yeah. And I was like, wow, that's crazy. And then you know, he get the,
1: the same thing to do. As soon as your restraining orders up, go see that person. Yeah. Totally sane.
0: Insane. So then I, and then he, uh, like new friend and crazy girl, they both come out and he's just like, Hey, like trying to get, keep his distance. He's like, I have a restraining on you or I had a restraining order on you. Like you need to like relax. Like, and you were the drunk person at this comedy club. You, everyone knows you as the drunk person. And then um, Rob comes back. Rob comes out. Mm. He's the only one I, we gotta know. Everyone's gotta learn his name. I guess everybody else we gotta like.
1: Wait, this isn't Rob, uh, Rob, Rob. This is a different Rob.
0: What are you talking about? Rob. P. No, no, not Rob Pugliese. Okay. No, I'm talking about Rob, the, the boyfriend the bro- of Crazy Girl. Yeah, okay. He's the only one we're naming because we already, I already said his name on Instagram yeah. anyways. So so he comes back out and he's like, oh, he's like really drunk. He's like, hey, I was going to, to, the, to the ex-boyfriend. The guy is just like, what the fuck is happening? Security kicks the toxic couple out. And then apparently like just in the lobby okay i said his name again god damn it and bleep it out again <laughs> he comes up he's in the lobby and then like and then like apparently she snuck in back into the comedy club Oh my god. and then he tells security like hey can you get her out please like for my own safety that was some crazy shit but now and me and blank you know our friends now we text each other sometimes he's cool um What was I going to say? That was intense. That was like just really just full of drama. Lots of drama. Bro, another fucking crazy happened. That same show. Like there was this like couple that drove from Montreal to see Sammy Obeyed. They drove from Montreal to Philly to come see Sam because they're big fans of Sammy Obeyed. Wow. Yeah. The farthest I've had, I think that's they, it's about what I think they said it was a five hour drive. Cause the most someone drove for me was four hours like to my show. And, and, and I was like, why? I could have saw you. Um, if I was at your city or whatever, but that was crazy. I think, I think how long? Let's see. Montreal to Philly. Um, dun, 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 it is almost eight hours. Seven and a half. Se- no, seven and a half. Seven hours and five minutes.
1: Oh, that's not seven point five. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah,
0: understand. seven hours and five minutes. Oh, almost. Well, on, if you take one that highway, it's eight hours. But yeah, seven hours and fifteen minutes. So almost eight hours, including stops. They drove eight hours. That's crazy to me. I mean, that's awesome. I say crazy a lot. You know what I've been, that what's been bothering me is every time I look at myself, it's, I mean, I think essentially it's making me a better comedian, but every time I watch clips of myself or recordings of my standup, even on this podcast, I just go, I say, a lot, I have a lot of verbal tics. I say, I say right now a lot. I say, that's crazy. What are your verbal tics?
1: I say that's crazy or that's insane. Um, I also say uh, of all time. Of all time. A lot. <laughs> like something would be like, oh, dude, he's best of all time. That is the greatest movie of all time or ever made. <laughs> of you know, all time. Things like that. Uh, I say that a lot.
0: Like strong definitive words, top yeah, shelf words. Yeah, yeah,
1: black and white statements. Um, lately, I've been saying bonkers a lot <laughs> too. I, I, don't really, I don't even think that's a bad thing. I, I kind of like it.
0: Yeah, Bonkers is good. It's original. That's bonkers. Yeah. But I say, like, that's crazier. That's wild. But, yeah, like, they drove down. And apparently they broke up that day. Oh, <laughs> shit. And they still drove down together? They still drove, but they're, like... It was a very interesting couple. That's weird. Philly was interesting, um, to say the least. And then Austin was a lot of fun. I, uh, I also... Like had to deal with on the second on the late show on Thursday, like the f- the first Thursday show went great, you know, hour went well. It was mainly friends and fans. Everyone had a good time, but the late show Thursday we sold out. But the reason why we sold out, it was some fans that bought tickets, but it was over over half. So it's like sixty percent of the audience. It was like only forty people. So about twenty four all were people on a work trip from Kentucky they said Louisville Kentucky but they weren't from Louisville Kentucky they were from like ding 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 ding, ding Kentucky <laughs> I don't know whose idea and they were all HR okay they worked for a bourbon company they were the HR department of that bourbon company doing stand-up in front of coworkers is not fun. Yeah. Doing stand-up in front of coworkers of an HR department, really not fun. Holy shit. They literally were biting their fingers after every joke. They're like, can I laugh at that? I don't want to laugh in front of my coworkers. I've done that. Yeah, yeah, you've had that experience.
1: Yeah. The It was in a small town in northern Minnesota. I think it was, uh, not Badette. it was War Road, Minnesota and the entire town worked for one company that made glass windows and... The majority of the company was there, and the CEOs, the two co-CEOs, or like maybe it's like the CEO and the president, and their wives were sitting front row, and I was uh, asking one of the wives what type of porn she watches. Like, just going in, you know what I mean? Taking swings, and she started answering the questions, and the husband, the CEO, got beat fucking red, and everybody was looking over. So everybody, you talk about biting their nails, their assholes were non-existent. Just fucking <laughs> tight, pinched shut, watertight. <laughs> NASA couldn't have gotten in there. And so, and so all of us who went up were like, what is going on? What's with these people? We can't crack them. And we're all swinging, giving A material, doing you know X, Y, and Z. And they're laughing, but tight, tight, tight. And then at the end, everybody who worked at the brewery was like, oh, you guys were fantastic. And we were like, no, we weren't. Like, no, that's everybody that works for this company that basically owns and runs the town. <laughs> that's life. But yeah, yeah. It's, it's interesting.
0: Yeah. That's similar to what we had to about to deal with. Like there's so many faces. And not just that, a lot of them was their first time going to a comedy show. And then the ace it was hot as fuck. The AC wasn't working properly. I mean the show went well for what it was, but oh my god. Imagine like the most southern woman like just looking at it like this. And you're talking about muslim arab stuff <laughs> like, and they see, didn't they didn't know if like can i laugh at that
1: i see this is what we warned you about yeah like this, this is one the of them thing we
0: knew was gonna happen one of them she was like this i was like what's your name jamie i'm from lebanon kentucky uh. <sighs> doing the road i can't wait to get back out there that's my heckler's story and it's good that i talked about it with like, I opened that podcast with Bill Burr's statement. Like, I really resonated with it. I was like, at the end of the day, it's like, no matter the audience I've had, even the the, the ding, 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 Kentucky crowd, they, they, they still enjoyed it. But it was such a weird, ah, that was such a weird show. Because it was them, but at the same time, I had people who bought tickets to come see me. So I wanted to do my material that I knew that would relate to them. And it was they were laughing and the and the, again the hr coworkers like even though i was like going in they were just laughing but they were literally holding in their laughs but there was a couple that were sat up front, that who worked for the company they sat up front and it was like the wife worked for the company the husband was just like there with them for the trip and they were down they they bought merch they were like they come to comedy shows all the time and they were like come to louisville kentucky we can't wait to see you they're awesome. Um yeah, but it was I mean, listen. I'm I'm I really appreciate at the end of the day, it's like I'm not coming out of this from a complaining standpoint. I'm com- I'm coming at this with a huh. Like this is this is I like where the jur- my journey is taking me. I like the fact that, you know, I have to deal with these hecklers. I, lo- I love the fact that like, you know, I'm I'm you know, I there. I don't want to say which city, but there's like a certain venue where, dude. I'm be honest. I kind of got fucked when it came to expenses. They, like on my paycheck, sold a good amount of tickets, but I took it as a learning experience. And I was like, okay, you know, now I know how to negotiate better when I'm getting deals and stuff. I like the fact that I don't have an agent or manager yet. I know the agent or manager will come someday, but um. If then, would an agent manager solve all my problems? Probably not. You know, they can only do so much. So the fact that I'm doing everything myself, um, it's like I'm, 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 I have this like, I think it gives me an edge. So when I do reach a certain level, I'll be more experienced. I'll be more prepared. Like, a cert, like let's say I get a manager. I could tell if a manager is trying to screw me over. I don't know. I just heard lots of horror stories with bad managers. Like Dane Cook. Poor guy. Oof. Did you hear about Dane Cook's story? Yeah. The one with his brother? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So if y'all don't know, basically, uh, Dane Cook was on the top of his game in 2006, 2007. And then around like, yeah, around 2007, 2008, um, he discovered that his manager, which was his half-brother or step-brother, was, was stealing millions and millions of dollars from him insane I'm like well, how could you do that to your own family member and they're in jail now oh uh, the brother and yeah, stuff he, he and then like that yeah he got locked up and then dane had to like recuperate he but,
1: talks about it pretty openly if i remember yeah he I does he does it like was
0: him. it was a it was a question on jeopardy oh wow <laughs> yeah dude it was like this brother stole you know money made it as a criminal yeah and then and then put uh, by this one comedian and then the answer was who is D- dane cook is that crazy that's fucking nuts <laughs> that's how you know you made it where you're the answer of a Jeopardy question yeah I wonder how much money it was <laughs> probably it was a $500 question
1: I wonder if that guy holds court in prison like if he's the funny guy
0: Dane Cook's brother yeah probably not have you met managers
1: I've met my managers <laughs>
0: yeah are they funny no <laughs> yeah <laughs> none of them are I don't know so and and also it's like hard to choose like the right manager too because like sometimes I like i'll uh i'll hear stories from other comedians where it's like oh i walked away from this manager because i was told by other comedians not to go with him but then like he represents some very successful comedians currently and it's that's the thing with the whole industry where it's like yeah you do have a manager but is he putting all of his eggs in? you in you? <laughs> in yeah, in I mean, your basket? A, in your basket? Yeah. In you. Same with
1: me. Like I took managers after I did a network showcase and I got auditions and everything, you know, the following year, but they have a roster of other people who are their priority. I don't talk to them once maybe oh, every eight yeah. months.
0: I had a manager for acting as well. Dude, they their roster was stacked. Yeah. And the fact that like dude, they didn't know how to pitch me. So when they were like I think it's time to go our separate ways i was like oh i literally go oh yeah you represent me yeah okay (laughs) i'm gonna focus on (laughs) stand-up um i hope this isn't too inside baseball for the listeners out there um speaking of listeners i gotta share we got an email yay from ashley uh ashley anime queen thank you for reaching out now Her email is... uh, By the way, if you have a piece of advice that you would like to share with the podcast, please send it to Podcast at gmail.com. But she says, Hi, my name is Ashley, and the best advice I was given was was to keep my head up and keep on going. My mom told me this advice. I was in fourth grade during online learning my online learning my mom doesn't speak english she speaks spanish and she couldn't help me do my work but she tried oh that's very sweet so you had an immigrant mom that only spoke spanish but she told you to as she was learning oh doing some online learning school told you to keep your head up and keep going that you know sometimes you just got to stick to the basics 101 keep your head up keep going as lame as this sounds like I'll I'll read those like those random motivational posters at like a dentist's office. It was like never give up. Keep going. I'm just like Yeah. Yeah. I need that. I need that in my life. Um Uh What what was the one I wanted to share this story? Um I already talked about the old man Heckler. I think I talked about it a little bit, but I posted I posted it today. But basically like Oh, okay. I want to talk about the BTS about it. So, I'm in Dallas. It is the Saturday night show. And um, I'm hanging out with my friends. Before the show, all my friends were like, dude, what if you get rushed? They're all my, like, high school, college friends. So, they're all, like, talking about, like, you know, Dave Chappelle getting rushed. They talk about Will Smith and all that stuff. And I was just like, hopefully not. And I was like, that'd be crazy. And then, lo and behold, I'm doing my act. All of a sudden, this random old man goes, I want to tell a joke. Apparently, well, not apparently. Like, he was already heckling the the my two openers. He <laughs> was heckling Andrew's set. He was heckling Mike's set. And then, like, he gets up. He's like, I want to tell a joke. I'm like, no. And then, like, he's getting closer. And that's when I was in fight or flight mode. You could even see in the video where I'm, like, I'm not even telling jokes. I was just like, no, sit back down. I'm, like, trying to, like, diffuse the situation. <laughs> the back of my head, you even see it in my head where I was like, there's one point in the video, I hope, after this podcast, go watch it, but after there's one point where he goes, like, he's like, go, and I'm like, I'm like, there are open mics, go see, go to open mic if you want to tell a joke on stage, but you can't just, like, hijack people's sets or whatever. And then he just goes, okay, I go to Hollywood. And I just go, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was so confused because the whole time in my head, I was just like, do I have to, am I going to have to fight this guy? Am I to have to fight an old man? <laughs> I don't want to fight an old man. Um, And then uh, he had some old man strength because it took like two, three people to like shove him out. And he even like shoved the manager by her neck. It's crazy. It, well, that one's like legit crazy.
1: Oh, wow. He got physical with the staff?
0: Yeah, bro. He was like, I'm not oh, leaving. Wow. They were like, dude, you've been heckling. You like, they were like, you need to leave. Apparently, didn't have drinks, didn't pay for anything.
1: How did he get tickets?
0: Apparently, I think he got a ticket for the show. And then, like, oh. at one point, like, when uh, the lady who was like seating people, the door girl, uh-huh. she comes out. She's like, I'm so sorry. I was like, why? Because she goes, apparently he he gets on. And he was like, he was trying to like chat her up. And then he goes, I have a good joke. Can I tell you a good joke? And he goes. She goes. Yeah. And then he goes. The joke that he wanted to say was, um, "My wife asked me. Uh, my wife asked me to take her where she's never been. So I took her to the kitchen. Ironically, it's funny because it's coming from this old guy. Um, but then the 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 girl was just like this. Ah, oh, yeah. Wow. You should try comedy one day. And he goes, "Oh, I plan to." <laughs> His internet joke. And. Not even an internet joke that's like it's like street a street joke yeah. 1950s <laughs> and and uh and she goes he goes, oh I plan to and she's just like and then she looks at me she's like I didn't think he met now <laughs> like I did not think that but yeah apparently he didn't drink he seemed off before he got into the show mm. yeah, I get the weirdest people um <laughs> And then apparently once they pushed, they shoved him out. Uh, his wife pulls up in a car. I'm here to pick someone up. Oh my! God. And then the police officers were there. They're like, "Oh, can you tell us his name?" And she goes, "Well, I don't need to tell you anything." So she drives off into traffic. Like not like she drives straight into traffic because it's on uh, Elm Street uh a Dallas Comedy Club and deep Elm Elm Street is where all the bars are at. Mm-hmm. So at that point it's like bumper to bumper traffic, all these Ubers dropping off drunk people. So she basically drove into that. <laughs> wow. Insane, bro. But Sunday what ended up becoming like was ended up being like one of the best shows. So I was very grateful that I was able was able to happen. Um I was able it was able I was able to like have a really good show with no distractions. Um So the hour is getting much better. I can't wait for you guys. So the people who are listening who might see me in Europe or San Jose or San Diego, I can't wait for you to see my hour. It's really good. I'm very proud of it. Um, I think I okay, yeah. I I checked off the list. So I read Ashley's advice. Um before uh before the tour, I went to Electric Forest. I already talked about it about getting my phone stolen while I was on Molly, but it was such a great experience, other than my phone getting stolen. I love going to Electric Forest. I go there every year. Can't wait to go next year. I block off my calendar. It's usually the last week of June, the last weekend of June. It's during the same time as VidCon, but I'm not really, I don't really need to go to VidCon. I'm not a creator. I don't really consider myself a creator. I'm just a guy who uses TikTok and Instagram to promote my stand up. Um, I plan on shooting some sketches. When i get a chance but yeah i don't the creator world is so interesting to me i have a lot of friends who are like just full-on creators and they're doing well they get good brand deals but it's like i don't know what's the fun in that get on stage get heckled get rushed by an old man that's comedy (laughs) doing like uh i don't know who knows but more power to the uh content creator comedians Y'all have millions and millions of followers. And, you know, you get to do stand-up at, la- at Laugh Factory. Ooh, Now you're good.
1: Some fucking video just started playing. Some ad.
0: Oh, yeah. Dude, have you been seeing... We're talking shit now. Ooh, we talking shit. No, but have you been watching... Uh, not watching, been hearing about Laugh Factory? They, uh, they, they will turn away... They're turning away comedians. Even though they're really funny, they're turning them away because they don't have a big enough following. But at the same time, they're they're having all these, like...
1: <sighs> influencer.
0: Influencer comedians. We're just like... I was like, you've never been to an open mic. Wow. Well, I, mean, I don't know, no do you not...
1: There are other clubs in town, I won't name who, that have been doing that already. What? I mean, like, there's one club that's owned by another company who also reps artists. And the majority of the people who get on their stage are either influencer type established comics or people who are repped by that company
0: hmm
1: <sighs> gosh you get, so... you know what i'm talking about like a, a management company owns this
0: yeah club yeah USA. oh yeah but I, yeah and i respect that club too
1: I, I i like it
0: well that one's a little bit but they're all they're only getting the smaller room spots they're not really getting like the bigger room spots while like I don't know, man. It's so weird, dude. I've always hated it since I started comedy. Yeah. I don't know why, though. If I meet yeah. them, I'm sure they're nice people. It's, a, it's I met a... one of them I didn't respect. Like, I was like, I, I, you're nice, and I'm very, you know, I was very respectful and everything, but then when I saw them on stage, I was like, oh, boy. Yeah. Like, like, I don't know. There's just something about, like, if if you're a comedian that, like, went to the open mics and do the road it's like i have respect for you but if you're just like i don't know like when i see like a person who just have all these followers and then they just waltz over to stand up comedy and because they're famous they get they sell tickets they're not good standups and it's just like, I don't know, I just feel, like, to me, it makes me feel like you're taking a shit on my art form.
1: Yeah, I mean, there are people coming into it from all different walks of life, too, not even just, you know, like, the social media route. Like, there are athletes, actors, now athletes, yeah. porn stars doing it, and they're getting shoehorned uh-huh. up to the top, but the proof is always going to be in the pudding in stand-up. You are either going to be good on stage, and, like, let's say that you're, uh, you know, you're... Fucking an ex baseball player. You're Joe Schilling or somebody. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And you were a big baseball star and you decided you want to get into stand up. But all of a sudden, you do stand up and you're crushing. Hey, your path might have not have been the same as everybody else, but if you can do it, hey, do it. That's true. You can't hate on that too much just because they took a different path. It's when that person fucking sucks
0: that's and still getting all this shit. Yeah.
1: You go, oh, wow, cool. You got. 500,000 TikTok followers because you made up a dance, but you suck.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think that's why it bothers me, because yeah. they suck. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Or if they're I an asshole, that's why they it's... might
1: even crush on stage, but be an asshole and have their nose in the air about the fact <sighs> that they're getting the stage time. That's Ooh. even worse.
0: Bro, there is one... I'm not saying names, but there is one who had. No, 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 I'm kidding. I'm no, kidding. no, no. But there is one where I was like... Like, they... It was just a whiff of like, yes, I have a million followers type of attitude. And I hated it. Like, it was just like, and then you just waltz over my stage. <laughs> just like you shit on it. Uh-huh. You bomb. And that was, that's when the hate started, like, start boiling. I started losing hair. <laughs> started <laughs> losing transplant hair. You need another transplant. I, I know, dude. Uh, Got to go back to Turkey because of this person. And, and then like, I was just like, okay. I didn't say anything, but I was just like, after a set, I came up to that person. I'm like, how did you think you did? And then I just said, I think you, I gave, I honestly, I just gave them real notes that I would give a normal stand-up comedian. It was a, it was a guy. No, it was a girl. And they took it like, it was like, what? Because they're so, because they have all these followers, they're used to people just like, it's like, I only get love. It was just yeah. so, just a delusion with They're used person. to an ego stroke. Yeah, they're used to check. ego strokes. While stand-up, it's like, no, you're constantly being checked.
1: Stand-up's the opposite. Yeah. And your friends in stand-up are just going to shit on you. I, I tell my friends they're not funny more than I tell my friends they're funny.
0: Right. You know? Dude, in stand-up, like... Like all of my, like, uh, I love it when I do a set and all my friends go, I like what you did with this joke, but you could have done better with that joke because you get, you get some love from the audience. You know, you get your, you go shrugged a little bit, but then it really helps when standups be real with you. Um, I'm like, I didn't like this. Or, I didn't like that. Bill Hader has a really good advice about, uh, it was about writing, but as similar, but I took that advice with standup, but he was saying, he was saying like, uh, Writing is hard, but that's why I like having a writing partner because you lo- you want to be wrong fast because I would have an idea and I would tell my writing partner and my, my partner would be like, oh no, I don't like that idea. But here's the thing. He goes, sometimes when, when you're asking advice from someone, if, if they tell you, oh, I don't like the way you did with like how you did with this character or this plot, they give you, if they give you a note, they're right. But if they try to tell you, if they tell you how to try to fix that note, they're wrong. Like you have to fix it yourself. Mm. Does that make sense? In a way, yeah. So it's like, if you tell, like, uh, like if you tell, like, if I, had a, if I had a joke and the friend goes, oh, I don't like this part of the joke. They're right. But if you go, I, but they try to fix the joke for you, it's like, no, they're wrong. Yeah, because they're n- just
1: writing an alternate version.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I, I actually, um, I'm right now working on this bit. I'm going to try it uh, tomorrow night at the open mics. But I have this bit that I'm working on about how um, Yemenis were the Arabs that say the N word, and I go, I've never said the N word. I'm too ticklish. But my, but I go, my cousins in Oak Cliff, Texas, different story. And and then I, and then I, what what was it? My friend had a different note to say about uh, like certain aspects of the joke, but then like I ended up rechanging it. But I was like, he was right. On like the, the the other aspect of the joke was what I wanted to say was, and I tried to stop them too. I was looking at my cousin. And I go, "Hey guys, I don't think we should be saying the n word." And my cousin say, "I don't think you should be acting like a bitch ass Carlton." <laughs> and he was like, "But I, that was me Have you after done that changing joke before? it huh? Have you done that joke before?" No, but I made a joke about how I'm like I'm like a Yemeni Carlton. So, but that was like an old joke that I haven't done in a while. So I was like, "Oh, let me bring that back." But. At first it was going to be but his note was right was he was like it was supposed to be like a throwaway joke part of like me talking about being from yemen but he was like no that should be a standalone bit because you could talk you could explore that world more because there is so many arabs in general and mexicans that just say the word. So <laughs> not me and filipinos and phil yeah he said yeah. filipinos too filipinos too and and um uh, and like, I, I have this new bit. I'm going to try it tomorrow where I go. Um, Cause I've seen my brother. My brother says the N word. And like, <laughs> <laughs> my brother says the N word. But here's the thing I've seen him with my own two eyes. Like, we went one time, we were at this gas station. This guy was chilling. And my brother was like, my brother said, yo, what up, N word? And he looks at him saying, shit, chilling, N word. And I said, oh my goodness. <laughs> And, but the thing is, my brother, he could say it because he put in his 10,000 hours. <laughs> like, he had black friends that he would freestyle and trap with. All of my ba- black friends, we watched anime together. <laughs> just, like, just the vibe overall. But that's something I'm going to work on. But um, Bro, you know what my issue is? <laughs> I, I need to work on myself on this. Was When I'm happy, I make promises. You know what I mean? Uh Because, and especially me, I love people and I want to help everybody. Especially like, and it fucks me over every time. Like, for example, like when I was producing shows, I want to help everyone. Let me book you. Let me book you. Next thing you know, oh, you like you, you book too many people. It's like, like you're trying to help more people than what you, like you're trying to help more than what you have capacity for. Does that make sense? You're
1: giving out more eggs than you have in your basket. Yes. I just made that up right now. I love that. That was good. Let's... That was good. Copyright.
0: Let's, let's clip that up just <laughs> so everyone knows. That's a good one, Channing. But like, but Like I do that all the time when I'm happy. Like, And I'm sure there was a quote about it. It was like, when you're happy, don't make a promise. And then when you're angry, don't... Uh, don't I'll see it was something it. like that. Look it up. It's like, uh, don't make a promise when you're happy don't make us something when you're angry or something like that there's some, look it up on google images it it's it's, probably, it's like on a poster or something but like I do that all the time yeah don't make promises when you're happy don't reply to anything when you're angry and don't make decisions when you're sad but don't make promises when you're happy i do that all the time i need to stop where it's like
1: oh my god that's the best time to make promises Like in your head. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because you're happy doing acts of service for other
0: people also makes you happy. And you're like, I want to keep this train rolling. Right. But then you're like, like, okay. Like I I told this podcast that I'll collab with them. And at the same time, I'm like, I just remembered not to do that. And it's not like, it's not a bad thing, but it's just like, I'm just trying not to collab with people for now. Just take a break from collabing with people. Because I've reached out to a creator that I thought she was funny. And she goes, hey, I'm not collabing with people and i respected that decision yeah. you know so i'm gonna i don't I was, know i was
1: laughing with uh a friend of ours you know dave neil right
0: yeah 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 yeah
1: dave so dave's got a huge youtube following that's how he makes his living right right and not to put him on blast but uh, very nice guy ago, i should have
0: him on the pod actually
1: that'd be great a couple years ago dave myself and a couple other comics made this sketch together and it uh it ended up winning a couple festivals, like small film festivals, sketch festivals, all that shit. And when we first wanted to put it out, we were like, well, why don't we just put it on Dave's channel? Let's just throw it up on Dave's channel. That'll make the most, that'll get the most views on it. And he was very like, uh, I don't know. I don't know, guys. And it totally would have, I don't remember, I don't think we ended up doing it, but it would have totally fucked up his algorithm. Right. It would have thrown off his entire page. Right. He's got this page of all this content that's in line with each other. And we you just throw up this random sketch with these three other guys that nobody knows... And we put him in this weird situation to have to say no. Yeah. So I, I totally understand people being like, no, I don't, I don't do that.
0: Yeah. 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 Like
1: you have a thing going on but and your page is kind of like, that's your, right, right. your bread, your bread basket.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna, okay. I'm gonna like, cause right now I just got a message like, Hey, like, and I want to help them, but at the same time, it's like, I need to do me. Yeah. So I'm going to be like this. Hey man. No, please don't take this personally like i'm just not collabing right now i'm right now just posting a. am right now just posting standoff i'm not even posting sketches mm-hmm. right now
1: just sell them hey like you said nothing but personal. i would love to do
0: the podcast again
1: yeah to say i don't do collabs but i will share oh but right, i will share yeah share yeah. it on your story i will
0: share again um and it's like only because i just i'll and then i'll make up excuse hey i just had a meeting with and because i know it's not it's like I know right now collabs, it's got to be very like, like you can't just do collab, you can't just collab with anyone. And that's what I was doing a lot because I'm nice. And I was like, yeah, sure, I'll collab. Yeah, sure, I'll collab. And now I'm like, no, I can't just collab with everybody. Yeah, yeah. but I'm just so happy. I'm like, I do their podcast. And I was like, doing their podcast itself was a, was like, it was it's not like, it's a new podcast. And and be real with you, it's like, they're very new. They're very nice guys, but they're very new. They need to have their, quite um i'm just gonna be real they seem like nice people i'm gonna be like hey dude i'm gonna be real with you guys like i watched the whole thing and it's like whatever <laughs> and i'm gonna be real with them but i, I, mean, like, I wanted to
1: critique it just tell them you don't do collabs
0: yeah i'm just gonna yeah i'm gonna be like hey man okay yeah you're right see i you like yeah. we're on by the way guys this conversation this i do this a lot with my friends I'm like should i i want to be nice but i want to same time i should like hold my own blah 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 i don't know
1: you don't need to give him a reason why either just, yeah i don't do collabs
0: yeah 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 yeah
1: no i mean if you got on jre you should probably collab that but
0: right well because like but for the longest you- time it was me and ryan the only time i was person i was collabing with was ryan and i and it wasn't because of his following it was because it was like 50 50 collaborative sketch sure and then and now it's like unless i can only collab with ryan because most of our following even his followers too it's like He was like, dude, I can't collab with anyone except you. Because he was like, if I collab with anybody else, it doesn't really do well. But if I collab with because everyone knows Ryan and Ahmed. But if he collabs with anybody else, it's like. There you go. All right. I'm gonna do it. (laughs) Guys, I'm gonna do it. (laughs) I'm gonna draw myself a boundary. Isn't this crazy? (laughs) We're learning. This is what's this is what the whole point of the podcast is. Is learning and become and growing as a person. I really need to stop doing that. When I'm angry, I I, I tend to get angry by myself. I don't. What was it? Don't make decisions when you're sad. I don't do that right. as much. But the promises when you're happy, that's like my fucking detriment. What is it? Don't, don't reply hungry. to anything when you're angry. Oh yeah, yeah. I've gotten I've gotten better at that.
1: That that one might be the best one. Don't that's reply like, when don't you're go angry. Grocery shopping when you're hungry.
0: Yeah. Don't go grocery shopping you're when you're asking hungry. For it. Yeah, like, oh, my God. Yeah, I've, I have once been angry responding to certain negative comments. This is, like, er, like back when... Neg- oh, that's... Okay, that's another thing I wanted to, like, talk about. But anyways, yeah, in the past, I used to be angry and respond to negative comments. And I was like, why did you reply? Why did you do that? Like, the fact that you responded to a negative comment, that you already lost the battle. But anyways, that's the breakthrough I had. Okay, so Ryan left, right? And... Everything I was posting, I wasn't wasn't doing really well, nothing. Like I was having my flop era. That's what you I guess if you, uh, for lack of a better term, I was having a flop era. And then when I bu- got a better camera and I was posting clips, uh, stand up clips, I posted the, uh, you know, the Egyptian Christian videos and then like the Irvine from the Irvine show or like the I have a daughter. Like I was start, I was having clips that were like getting some traction, like getting, a you know, getting more views. But it was so funny because during the flop era, I wasn't really getting any comments. I wasn't even... And if I were getting comments, it was just my followers. And then... And this was like over a month and a half, two months span of a flop era. And then finally, I get some, you know, some traction over a, over a video. where the Egyptian Christian video pissed off a lot of Egyptians. But they don't watch stand-up. They don't know what I was talking about. Like, they didn't... It was just, honestly, it was just some uh, miscommunication, I guess, I guess that's the word. I guess that's the phrase or the word that I'm going for. It was just like, no, lost in translation. That's what I was going for. But, but I was getting these negative comments and then like, it didn't really bother me. I was just like, oh yeah. Oh yeah. This usually happens when you have a video that does well. Why am I, I'm not going to let it get to me. Like I just shrugged it off and I just focused on the next video. That's all I did. I was just like, huh, finally going through a breakthrough. This is all, all from this tour. Another achievement unlocked. i <laughs> just like, oh, yeah. I need to stop, like, trying uh so, stop getting in my head about negative comments because it's always a new video, always a new comment. I was like, it doesn't matter. I posted this video. Dude, I posted a video today about the old man heckling or whatever, and a lot of people, it was mainly positive, and I focus on the positive. It was just like, good job. You held your own. You handled that like a pro. Good shit. A couple people... And there were Middle Eastern people who don't watch stand don't know, again, lost in translation. One guy goes, you are a, the way he p- spelled jerk, like as if he didn't want to, s- like him spelling it out weirdly so he wouldn't get the sin for it or some like shit. That,
1: that cryptic, where they, like, did he use like a three? No, he
0: put key? jerk, but he put J J E dot 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 R dot 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 K dot dot dot. dot you are a j- I was like what he goes why uh what was it why uh this is like it was like why'd you why did you kick him out or why'd you push him out or something like that I was like he pushed the woman by the neck like what are you not watching the video or there's another like guy is like this is disrespectful why you're making fun of the old man and then someone commented back like oh like when you're old people are going to make fun of you that you're old and I was like Dude, I'm 30, and I'm losing my hair. Dude, I get so much shit <laughs> about my hair, about my patchy ass head, bro. Look at this shit, dog. <laughs> I'm gonna fucking die alone, dude. Everyone gets shit for everything. Welcome to fucking the real world. But but I ignored it. And that's why we're growing as a comedian and as a human being. And that's why you listen to Monday Funday Podcast. Um. Any, oh yeah, best piece of advice you're given, who told it to you and where were you in your life? I guess I should share a quote that I was given. I mean, we already shared a lot of quotes. I guess like the quote of this episode. Definitely what Bill Burr said at the top of the episode, but also dude, don't make <laughs> don't make promises when you're happy. And learn how to just draw your line. Hey, with all due respect, I'm gonna share it, but um I'm right now focusing on my own stuff and Hopefully he doesn't take it too personally, like Michael Jordan. And Oof, I took,
1: yeah, you don't want to become a meme,
0: right? <laughs> uh, okay, so oh, uh, uh, part of uh, what was I gonna say? Part of the Electric Forest pit, and this is part of the story of getting my phone getting stolen, whatever. Mm-hmm. I, I saw DJ Diesel. Do you know who DJ Diesel is? Shaquille oh, O'Neal. Yeah.
1: Oh no way! Yeah, Shaquille Hilarious. O'Neal is a DJ now. Hilarious. Yeah,
0: the, the guy. The guy beat the game. He's just completing side quests now.
1: Yeah, the guy rules. He's so fucking cool. All you cool. do is hear good stories about Shaquille O'Neal, like yeah. buying family
0: yeah. groceries. And- so Shaq being a DJ is awesome. It's like the only thing more ridiculous is Michael Jordan being a stand-up comedian.
1: No, tell <laughs> but- me that you just made that up right now. Yeah. Okay, thank God. Why? I, I wasn't sure if you were being serious. Oh, no, I made that up. Oh, okay. No, no, thank I was God. saying
0: that-, that would be a yeah, funny... Yeah. yeah. But I right, should get I should add that tag. It was my like my stomach dropped. Michael Jordan being a stand up comedian. Why didn't you laugh? I took that personally.
1: <laughs> they didn't laugh, and I took that personally. And I took that personally.
0: <laughs> so I had no, let's be real. Knowing Michael Jack, ja, Michael Jackson, Michael Jordan's work ethic, he would be a pretty goddamn good comedian.
1: He would have a, like one of the most banger specials. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and Dave Chappelle, Chris, everyone, everyone would be like, he'd yeah, be I'm going to go entourage. watch. Yeah, he'd yeah. be in their entourage. If Shaq would, if Shaq was a comedian, he'd be good, because he's funny too. Shaq could do it. He did the roast, battle. have you seen his roast battles? It was, uh, not roast battles his roast? His roast. Comedy Central, Central roast. Is, yeah, it was yeah. hilarious. He was great. All right, um, let's wrap up. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, I'm glad I got to just do a nice solo episode featuring Channing and just hey. catch up with everybody. Um, I appreciate you guys. I'm grateful for this tour and honestly like i stress out a lot over career wise but i'm trying my best to not stress as much because i really feel positive about where everything's happening i mean i quit my job march 4th of 2022 and i was like a fucking mental mess i was so freaking anxious but right now at this moment i'm being present i'm happy of where like careers have careers going i got some things happening in the future um and i'm and I'm, and I'm looking forward for the breadcrumb community to grow. And we're going to be releasing a Patreon soon. And uh, keep an eye out. So subscribe to the Patreon. We'll be releasing uh, the episodes early, especially because I'm baking them out. Uh, and we'll be uh, put releasing some extra content as well. So keep an eye out for the Patreon. It's going to be patreon.com uh, forward slash Monday Funday podcast. Thank you guys so much and have a happy Monday.